Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Look, if it doesn't work, we'll just have to do it again. It's the Luke and Pete Show. Hello, my name is Pete Donaldson. Uh, I'm joined by Luke Moore. I'm in my bedroom uh, slash office. Luke is in an offshore oil rig uh, like um, rescue boat. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of floating just outside the oil rig. The oil rig's on fire, um, proper Piper Alpha level, and he is just waiting to get rescued. Um, so how are you doing? Bobbing around in the sea, mate. Are you all right? Yeah, I didn't do it. <laughs> I just I just happened to be passing the yeah. oil rig at the time. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately, um, some, some, a few things went all right. And, uh, if you're going <laughs> you to you ask, ask anyone, ask mm. the safety officer at the oil rig. Don't ask me. I don't know nothing yeah. about it. I know nothing about oil rigs. I don't even know anything about oil. <laughs> Do you know that uh, where oil comes from? The ground. The ground. I'll tell you what, I am That's kind of right. fascinated by. Um, I am kind of fascinated by how they drill through the sea, basically into the yeah. ground to get oil and i'm also fascinated as to how they actually build those rigs in the first place mm, yeah how, how, do you, how do you get like because i mean i mean i presume it starts with rocks uh they just build up a mound of rocks or drop cement in uh, drop, drop cement blocks in and then they've got to somehow kind of i don't know put a load of cement in to to put the to drive the the things in the in, in the ground and obviously it's very very deep i'm sure the, the this has been explained on several youtube videos i could be watching at any point uh, yeah. in the next few hours uh, and, and and no doubt i will but yeah I, I don't really know how you manage to sort of keep something in the ground when it's underground if you know what i mean i don't know how yeah. people build bridges really no and i think i think yeah i feel like i feel let down by the fact that you have i would have expected you to have almost certainly watched several youtube videos yeah. about this and if you haven't that's rocked me a little bit i, I went to a um museum of technology or, or, or technology and communications in i want to say rotterdam and they had you know those big deep sea um transatlantic pipes that take over the internet yeah they had that and uh how thick and massive they are obviously they've got they've got to take um you know huge huge amounts of uh of information over but i just cannot believe uh they're so chunky and thick and yet they hold so much data well they lay them down at the bottom of the ocean basically mm. my, my, i remember my dad sort of 
um, when all of this started happening, they started laying these gigantic networks of cable cables at the bottom of the sea um, with several other ones for, for redundancy reasons. Uh, and my dad um, was up for a job to do that. Obviously, he used to be in the Navy, so kind of the sea is his mistress, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and he, um, yeah, he was, uh, he, he really wanted that job. He also wanted a job working in a, uh, a, a signal box, uh, yeah. in, at Hartlepool Station, he 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 likes the solitude of the sea, and also the the, the signal box. <laughs> um, my my friend my friend tells a good story. In fact, um, I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning it because he he's he's told the story himself before. Um, mm. He used to work on the railways in the 70s. That was like his first job, right. and um, he said that the 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 railways in the UK then were so like run by the unions. That it mm. got like absolutely ridiculous to the point of where he said he was a young young lad, like apprentice or whatever, sat in an office at Victoria, and mm. um, he had made a cup of tea for one of the managers, and uh, yeah. the manager was quite rude to him, and um, and the one of his colleagues, one of the union men, his colleagues, said, "Did that guy just speak to you like that?" And he said, yeah. And he went, all right, I'm not having that. Spoke to one of his mates and said, do you hear that guy? I just spoke to him. No, I didn't hear. What did he say? He said that. And the guy got really pissed off with it. Right, speak to Clapham Junction. Get the whole fucking thing shut down. <laughs> and threatened to shut down the whole of Clapham Junction because because someone was rude to someone. To and he was like, it's all right. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And he said that they were they were like properly ready to go. And he said there's a lot of load of weird guys who used to sit in those signal boxes. And they were quite strange, solitary mm. type chaps because it was of course it was yeah. all done manually then, right? Yeah, yeah. And obviously, I mean, he jumped from one chemical process operation job that went up the swan because, you know, Huntsman Dioxide just just left Hartlepool or, or most of their operations in Hartlepool. Was that the big company that employed everyone, was it? That was yeah, that was the that was the power station that employed everyone's dads effectively, Tyoxide and Stately and all those places. Pa- the power station as well, mm. um, who have armed guards. I only recently kind of figured out, but of course, if you, if you guard in uranium, wow, um, yeah, I wouldn't know where to look if I went into a power station. I mean, the reactor obviously got probably got a few. I don't think I'd know what I was looking at though. I don't. I, I don't... I, the only thing I would have to go on would be the TV show Dark. Right, okay. Or just Homer Simpson in the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. A bright green I would expect it to be glowing, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I've no idea how that would... uh, I have no idea how to find that. So even if if I did defeat an armed guard at the the doors of the Hartlepool Power Station. Uh, But, yeah, he... um, he, Yeah, I I think he he decided to get into a... a career that was even more fragile than um, chemical process operating as well. Wow. Making tetradioxide. And and is, do you think that there's is there anything in because didn't you say that there was a, a pipe going out into the sea near where you grew up where they were just churning stuff out there? Uh, I, I don't think dioxide were, but certainly they would, I mean there were, there's always pipes that you're allowed to dump so much stuff. Um, most councils are allowed to dump so many pounds of sewage. So many it, it's counted in hours. So right. many hours of sewage, which is upsetting, isn't it? You're not talking tons. You're not talking metric tons, or you know how much, how many liters of sewage. You're, you're literally going, how many hours of sewage can I dump into the water? Sounds like a Luke and Pete show. How many hours of sewage can we dump into the airwaves for people to consume? Half an hour every Monday, yeah. half an hour every Thursday. It's absolutely fine. It certainly feels like it. By the way, um, one one story that caught my eye, um. This week, my cat, one of my cats, is trying to get my attention. Stop it, go away. Oh, um, one one of the things that caught my eye, um, yeah, he's waving. Uh, caught my eye this week is uh, have you heard of a a composition, a musical composition um, by a composer called John Cage called "As Slow as Possible"? 
Is it one knot for like so, five minutes or something? No, so basically, um, John Cage is this this kind of, how would you describe him? Avant-garde kind of quite specialist composer. And, he, and he's quite challenging. He does lots of kind of interesting ultra-modern ideas. He's dead now. But uh, one of his um, compositions is called As Slow As Possible. And um, it's a musical composition that's designed to last for almost 640 years. Oh, and, yeah, it's okay, yes. And so fans, um, I mean, they're not fans, just, I think they're just people, you know, nothing, nothing really better to do. Um, they they turned up, it's being played in its entirety at a church in Germany. And <sighs> it started 19 years ago, right? Yeah. And the first note is a pause. Uh, that, that lasted 18 months. And then <laughs> it started. And then um, last week... I think uh, might have even been on Saturday. Um, the, there was a, it was due to change chords, and it changed chords on that day. Oh, and loads of people right. turned up to hear it change chords, um, and it did. And the next chord change is the fifth of February, twenty twenty-two, and <laughs> the piece will end in twenty-six forty. Now, you, why are they doing it in Germany? It's not like you got cheap energy there. Go to Iceland because there's something. What what are they playing this on? A so they use organ? so it's a church organ, but they put sandbags on the pedals. Yeah, but, right. Okay. So, oh, so it just so plays last constantly, basically. but you've still got to have those. What if the church organ breaks down? Is there a backup church organ to take yeah. over? I'm, I'm like, I'm confused and scared yeah. that this that it's at any point that church organ will. The, the music will outlive the, the 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 life cycle of the actual organ itself. Yeah, John Cage is a bit of a character because uh, he's he's, <laughs> he's fa- the one. The thing he's most famous for is that piece called Four Minutes Thirty Three Seconds, where it's uh, it's from the fifties. I did some I was doing some reading around it when I found out about this, and um, it's a co- for a combination of different uh, players and and, um, and musicians, but the instructions in the piece itself um, say to the performers to not play their instruments for four minutes 33 and what the listener hears is the environmental sounds around for the amount mm. of time that it lasts it's kind of like an artistic statement basically he's um he's a character yeah, he's a character there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that would say stealing living with that kind of <laughs> i don't know he got paid very much he's dead now anyway no no but interestingly he, no. he was um he was um i'm not sure if he was married to him but his life his like life partner was a guy who I think is credited with being almost a father of modern dance. So they mm. were, like I think in that era they were quite influential around. He was influential around avant-garde kind of music ideas, and his partner was influential around super modern dance. So they have made quite a big contribution together to uh, modern art, basically, a uh, bit of a musical and dance kind of persuasion. Quite interesting, I thought. I anyway. Just think- I just think you, if you are going to insist on someone playing a piece of music for 16 years or however many years, you are um, duty-bound to insist that it is played on something like a glass harmonica. Yeah. It's something that's that's quite hard and hard to play. You've got to keep wetting your fingers. Mm. It's got a very ghostly property. The glass would wear down. Your fingers would wear down. Uh, it'd be like you've been picking pineapples. It, it, it's, <laughs> it would be. It would be. I would. I would prefer if he, if he was. He was doing that kind of uh, caper. I was just reading about and, it. It says yeah. here the final note will actually be played um, to coincide with you handing your expenses form in. 
<laughs> well, we've talked about this on the ramble. I've actually it's done it. It's, it's happened. Have you actually done it's it? It's happened. I did it. Yeah, I did it. I did it last. I did it last week. I sat down. Um, I'm not a fan of Excel. Uh, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the formulae, uh, and I've not used it properly um, to any great uh, degree. Especially when, to be honest, a lot of the things were charged in dollars and euros, yeah, uh, and pain. I had to find historical references to what the exchange rate was on that day. So I wasn't mugging anyone off. Because yeah. I'm a responsible human being. Well, you're not um, responsible. We established that. It's taken no. you five years to handle expenses in. You're not you're not responsible. I'm, There's nothing responsible. I am that. I am avant I'm avant garde. Oh, but if you <laughs> yeah, play something yeah, really slow. Yeah. I'm just really slow with my admin. Yeah. I think um yeah. I'm, a, I'm not I'm not trusted with the company credit credit card. I mean that's the I mean that is the root of my problem. Everyone would have had my expenses in if I had the credit card, but I am not trusted with it. <laughs> I I just and I think nothing you've said over the last minute and a half it goes against the justification for that decision. No, you know, you're completely correct. Exactly. I was wondering whether my <laughs> company card was going to work today because I used it for the first time since lockdown, and it did actually work. Right. Which oh, was a, a huge surprise. So, what what's the damage? What can the company expect to be um, uh, invoiced for? I thought it was going to be in the tens, to be quite frank, but it is less than half of that, and I oh, am good. a little bit annoyed <laughs> because I've done, I've added it. I didn't put any entertaining down. I didn't put any cups of tea or coffee or anything down, and I'm like. I, I should have kept records, but I can't keep records because I hate myself and <laughs> I want to make my life as hard as possible. So anyway, Pete, <laughs> what did you get up over, up to over the weekend, or did the expenses claim take literally the whole weekend? I mean, that was pretty. That was me. That was me Friday, to be quite frank. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what did I do on um, Saturday? Watched watched a bit of that terrible football match. But Sunday, stayed in the, stayed in the house, had a roast dinner. Um, Very nice. Just had a really did you cook it lovely. Cooked it myself. What'd you uh, go for? Uh, went for just the just the standard chicken and gravy and, and, and potatoes kind of combo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So What's, what makes a good roast dinner for you? What makes a good Sunday roast for you, mate? Keep it simple. Keep it. Don't try, don't go against your better judgment of trying to add too much stuff in because my my the the mother invention invention is 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 me having access to things that don't go together. You famously um, like to use all the kitchen implements as well. Yes, exactly. It's a it's a it's a shit show when I'm in 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 the thing. But I've I've sort of as I've grown a little older, I realised I could sort of reuse pans halfway through a recipe, empty them out, get them washed, and then start again with the same pan. Yeah, nice. That is the, that is the key to a tidy kitchen. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. You have only said it once. That's 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 <laughs> boss level cooking. That so and and, it is. and what um so what we was talking about is you're just gonna get a plain chicken breast out of the packet, grill it, sprinkle some gris- some, <laughs> some bisto granules on the top, serve it yeah. up. Done. Just done. Look, yeah. constituent parts. I'm like the uh, who's that bald fella who uh, with oh, the glasses who just Heston. Just chemicals, isn't it? Deconstructing chemicals. Within. Yeah, exactly. Make I, th- I think I would be. I think I would be. I don't think I would be surprised if you. Well, first of all, I would be surprised if you invited me around for dinner. But once I got over that, if you did and I turned up and you were in the kitchen using some kind of like. Um, What's it called? That 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 dry ice they use to freeze stuff. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm, I think you wouldn't you, be surprised. No, no, nah, not with you. Pair of gloves, pair of tongs, some goggles on. Just getting involved. Um, Do you remember when I um, put nitrogen. a lump of liquid nitrogen in um, in a Yakult, mm. and it yeah. bubbled and bubbled and bubbled, and uh, I was like, it just it didn't really taste of anything after all. <laughs> are you suppo- I mean, are you supposed to? Yeah, because that's the thing, isn't it? When I think when you have something that's really cold. The taste is mm. deadened, isn't it? Because they say yeah. so. For example, if you go to a nice restaurant and there's a cheese, a cheese board or whatever, the cheese would have been laid out for a while because the colder the cheese, the less the flavour. And I think it's the same with white wine mm. as well. 
Oh, is that right? If it's if it's yeah, a, yeah it should be slightly closer to room temperature. Yeah, I think most people drink white wine too cold and drink red wine too yeah. warm. Is the general rule, I think. Ah, yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, so there you go. Um, I was going to say something else to you as well. Another story I found, which I I, I wanted to share with you, is that um, this was sent in by Ruri, who said um, there. This is a classic like Luke and Pete show content. Um, there was a, a town in eastern Belgium called Vervier, I think that's pronounced right. And um, it gave, they took the um, this little mini casket like made of zinc, right? And it, they'd had it in the, um, in the I guess like the town hall or whatever. Um, mm. Oh, no, actually, it was in a fountain in the center of the little village or town. And they, re, mm. um, they basically renovated the fountain. And they, they took the zinc casket out and they looked at it. And uh, it had been put there in 1839. Um, yeah, and it turned out to be the heart of the city's first mayor. <laughs> That's all you need. There was a heart in there, and a human heart. <laughs> Did it? Um, had it kept? It just kind of dried out because it was in a completely um, sealed casket. I think it was in like a jar of alcohol in the middle of the casket. Ah, uh, okay, fair dues. Yeah, nice. so now I it's, like ex- that. it's now it. ex- um, on exhibition in a museum. Uh, I don't. Mm. I don't really know why um, they did it. Like they, there was, he was like a really well loved mayor apparently because he founded the first um, town's fire service and people loved him for it. Right. So I think a lot of um, obviously a lot of things were made of wood, I guess, and shit would burn down. So he was like, all right, I'm going to sort this out. And to 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 kind of um, thank him and to and to keep his memory alive, um, they they hollowed out a stone, put it in the middle of a fountain, put his heart in a jar of alcohol, and then put it in a casket and put it in there. I don't even know if he asked for it. <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was like a posthumous kind of decision. Whose idea was we'll this, have that. please? No, exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I Look, you can look. I'm, I'm giving you carte blanche to do whatever you want with whatever I've still got left. Do you know what I would do? I, die. I, would, I would get your penis and put it on one of those little mm. cherubs in the fountain and have your real-life penis pissing the water into the fountain. Nice. It would turn green after a while because of all the copper. Uh, yeah. uh, did, um, but it would have been what you wanted, right? My penis on a child. Is that, I mean, is that just like that Japanese onsen? Is that how you? Is that how you? Want, <laughs> I thought it was the way round. No, it's, is it in my face? Um, speaking of children, uh, did you see that I sent to the uh, WhatsApp group uh, a video of somebody um, who'd managed to convert the video game Doom to play on a rudimentary digital um, pregnancy kit? So pregnancy set. Let me let pregnancy me detect. What do they call it? Pregnancy test. detector. Test. test, regularly test. Can I, yeah. can, can, never has a man been more. Never has a man been less likely to become a parent than that sentence just there. Um, <laughs> can, I, can I just answer the question that you asked and say mm. you sent a link? Mm. I'm yet to click on the link, but right. when you described it there, I thought you were joking. I thought it was a joke. How is this right. even possible? Okay. Well, the um, anything with like a microprocessor, from calculators to ATM machines, or um, sorry, just ATMs. ATMs. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I forgot who I was talking to for a second there. Um, <laughs> I uh, basically the or, or digital cameras, the back of digital cameras. People um, enjoy uh, kind of modifying the firmware uh, and, and the CPU uh, to play Doom on calculators, digital cameras. But how and, do you actually uh, play it, people? Automatic what's the, what's the process? Well, the actual playing of it is less important than the fact that you've managed to get a video game that's 20 years old um, to play on something so rudimentary and simple as a uh, pregnancy test kit, which is incredible. The little screen that uh, that, that comes with it. Um, 
I think people have actually managed to make it, you know, play on the LCD screen. Is it is it fair it, to say that these men doing this, and it will be men doing this, mm-hmm. um, yep. they would benefit greatly from being able to have full sex with another human being? No, because no, because well, they've got access to pregnancy tests, haven't they? <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It says. So, it says. Uh, am I pregnant or not? It says. It, it says. AK forty seven. What does that mean? It's, it says BFG. Yeah. Pregnant with a BFG. But no, incredible. <laughs> like in, in, incredible that they've, that they've been able to do it. Uh, I, I had no idea that uh, pregnancy pregnancy tests had become so incredibly um, advanced that they had LCD screens in them. What a waste of technology. What a waste of time. It, all it needs it was, to be is just a color chart, really. Yeah. Yeah. What is the Idiots. point of that? It's just it's just marketing, Idiots. isn't it? It's just marketing. It's technology for technology's sake. Should we take a quick Rubbish. break and find out if we're both pregnant? And then when we come back, we'll right. read um, some people's emails because we've had a couple of belters uh, today. Mm. Let's have a pregnant pause. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. In 2020, self-care can seem like yet another overwhelming job for women. Every week, we test out a new kind of self-care so you don't have to. Firstly, can we just clarify how we pronounce it? Kombucha? Kombucha. Yeah. Kombucha. Kombucha. Self-care club. Wellness road tested. So that was the first day. You know, it was just the not slipping into the complete default mode of what I normally do, which is have a go at my husband for what he hasn't done. And, you know, all of that stuff, I kind of stopped. Okay, so it was more the absence of meanness rather than the projection (laughs) of kindness at this initial point. Yes. 
listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. This week, we are testing out menstrual cups. How are you feeling? Dreading it. I know that you love to give a practice that's all about down below. I'm not interested. I've never even really thought about it since before I met you. You've Let- never thought about your vagina until you met me. It doesn't get a lot of air. <laughs> it doesn't get a lot of air time. No, it doesn't. The Self Care Club is a Stakhanov production. And we're back. It's the Luke and Pete Show. It's time for your emails. If you'd like to get involved uh, with the show, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Uh, we're trying our very best to pile through as many messages as we possibly can because all of you uh, out there have been doing us a real solid. Shall I kick off with one? Yeah, please. All right, then. Mark Tucker. Yo, Marky boy. I email you whilst uh, currently sat anxious and panicked, currently sat on my porcelain throne. This is a good idea. This is a good time to uh, email uh, the, the Pete and Luke Pete, show. this email, uh, so I've seen it, and I, I yeah. think it wins one of the best. It wins the award for one of the, It's got to be in the conversation for the best subject line to an email we've ever had. Yeah. Oh, what? Just swallowed my wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of listeners Rewind. do you have to your show? People, I mean, look, it's a mixed bag, but sometimes it's really, <laughs> um, really successful people like international pilots. Sometimes yeah. it's men who swallow their own wedding rings. Look, as long as they don't do it in the cockpit, I don't care. Rewind 48 hours, uh, Mark Tucker says. I was playing with my five-year-old daughter, and the fun led to magic tricks. (laughs) The classic game, which hand am I hiding something in? The something in question was my wedding band. After a couple of rounds, I upped the stakes by it not being in either my left or right hand, but in my mouth. When revealing to uh, my child that uh, it wasn't in either hand, she immediately jumped up, catching me under the chin, letting out a groan and clasping my mouth. Uh, My wife asked, are you okay? Has she chipped a tooth? To which I replied, no, I just swallowed my wedding ring. Mm. My wife died laughing, but my daughter burst out crying, asking, are you not married anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Ask your (laughs) mum. 48 hours later, I have panned for goal once with no results. I mean... Yeah. I want to know implements. Is it yeah. a sieve? Yeah. Is it a yeah? This got me thinking. What do I do when it eventually does turn up? What would you do? Can I go through the rest of my life wearing a symbol of my commitment that's passed through my small colon? Will any amount of cleaning rid the memory of this event, or will it just be a funny story? Have you or any of the listeners had similar circumstances? Wish me luck. Uh, P.S. Uh, when asking mum for advice, she simply replied, "If you wipe it, then you should find a ring on it." Oh, 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 lovely one! Uh, it's an amazing yeah. story, and I think Mark is very, very brave to yeah. um, to to tell us he's done this. I actually met Mark. I, I think I've met Mark. Oh, did you? At a right. Ramble live event. I think. I see. Um, right. And he absolutely seems like exactly the kind of guy who would do this type of thing. Um, well, did you spot that he sent a, a, a follow up to uh, three days afterwards? Oh, he found it. Well, in a ner- one nervous call to one 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 forty milliliters of Dulcolax. Oh, yo, house is gonna stink. And oh. a total, a total of one hundred and eight hours later, top to bottom, and the ring has appeared. Mark, Mark, congratulations! Come on. Found Mark. it. Well done, mate. It's uh, it's currently sat in a bath of uh, Dettol. Yeah. So get well soon, ring. Uh, let yeah. us know whether you are comfortable having it on your hand again. You have <laughs> shut out the everlasting symbol of the love for your wife yeah and no one exactly. can replace that that's a magic moment that a good job it wasn't moment. a potato ring 
uh, what do you call it? <laughs> a hula hoop. Potato hoop, a hula hoop. <laughs> um, the nearest I can come to that kind of story, and it's nowhere near as interesting as that, is that my friends, my dear friends, Duncan and Helen, got married in Hawaii. And mm. it was just the two of them. They went away and did uh, their own thing. And um, one of the very first day after they were married, they went for a swim in the sea in Hawaii, as you would do. And mm. uh, I can't remember who it was, but one of them wedding ring came off and right. just disappeared. And uh, in the in the sand at the bottom of the of the uh, the sea, I suppose. And uh, but it was still in the shallow bit. And um, he, my friend Duncan went to the reception of the hotel and said, look, this is what's happened. And, and the guy behind the reception was like, don't worry about it. There's a guy that comes out and he, he, this happens quite a lot. Um, and this guy turned up with a metal detector and, uh, and, f- and actually fucking found it. Wow. He got it back. Like he, said, he said, it's really key. The key thing is the earlier you can tell him, the better, because obviously the, the, the sea kind of moves it around all over the place and it gets mm. flipped around. It's kind of a bit like uh, Lord of the Rings, I guess. And, um, Incredible. Yeah, and then it turned out to be on the finger of a um, a weird little creature living in a cave. Mermaid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's as close as I can get. I don't know anyone else who's ever swallowed their, their wedding ring. I know pretty much every child that grew up in the eighties at some mm. point swallowed a ball bearing, didn't they? Yeah, that was yeah. a thing. There's a great. I was watching a, a great uh, Key and Peele sketch where um, uh, I think it's Key comes in. Basically, they're having, they're, he is the uh, he's like a Supreme Court justice. Uh, guy uh, and he's just about to be ordained or whatever or whatever you call getting that job <laughs> full yeah. of details mate I don't think ordained uh, is the same I think ordained is no, the no it's really not it? the word yeah yeah, yeah. we know what you mean um, yeah but uh, they um, he sits down and uh, you know then this guy's talking about Lady Justice and how important it is and how important it, how, how how it's the bedrock of of a democracy and modern society that, that Lady uh, Liberty is blind etc and all the while, uh, the man who's about to get the the, the, the best, the greatest job um, in 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 his in his life, um, he keeps an eyeball and a big jar of marbles uh, on on the guy's desk, and he cannot resist putting all the marbles in his mouth, <laughs> and he just he just will not stop looking at the jar of marbles. And every time the other guy turns around, he puts more marbles in his mouth until he just can't resist it anymore. And he's just pouring all the marbles into his mouth. Um, and then he chokes. And then the, and then the man goes, uh, could I, can we get a cleanup crew in, please? He's fallen for the marble trick again. <laughs> <laughs> like it was all is, just is, some big plan. Is that, a, um, is that a kind of compulsion that people have then to put marbles in their mouths? I don't, I'm quite kind of... I put I chew on pens and I put yeah I put, I put a yeah. lot of stuff in my mouth. Covid's fuck that fuck my life. Apps I can't put pen lids in my mouth. It's no. miserable. I, remember, I want um, to feel it in my mouth again. I remember yeah definitely. I remember back in the day as well, like late eighties, early nineties. Kids used to put money in the coins in their mouth. Do you remember that? And that was like, yeah. disgusting. Like, can you think of anything <clears throat> more unhygienic than that now? But kids just don't think about that sort of if thing. If my niece did that, I would say, do not do that. That is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I always think with dogs, they're just constantly, they will have a lick at everything. Like, just everything. Yeah, but it's like it's different. I mean, crucially, though, Pete, they're a different species, aren't they? I mean, come on. Yeah, and, and, and if you look at, like, the reason, as we've said this before on the show, the reason, like, foxes are so prevalent it's because as a species, they're like super successful. I mean, their body can like digest everything. They can eat anything yeah. and they regularly do. And so that's why there's <laughs> loads of them knocking about. I don't think, if, I yeah. don't think if you took a five-year-old kid and said, there you go, help yourself to everything that's in that bin, it would 
be a good thing for the kid. You know, I don't know much about, don't know much about help parenting, you, but I know yourself. that. Help yourself to that stuff in the bin. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. I might say that if um, I'm particularly hungover and, I've, and, and my niece is coming to stay and I've got to give her a meal. Just eat that. It's something. This is probably something. Help yourself to whatever. Rummage around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you? Have, um, am I on the next email? Because I found another one. No, I've got um, one here. Let me do one real quick. Oh, it's, on. a really okay, short, it's a really right. small one. Um, it's from Sweet. It's from Ben. Uh, he says, "Hi guys. Following on from your brief chat about Marlon Brando and his heavyweight acting talents manifesting mm. themselves in a very heavyweight, um, grossly overweight form towards the middle and end of his career, I'm ninety nine percent sure that in his final film, The Score." starring Ed Norton and Bobby De Niro. He's only filmed from the waist up because he was so fat he couldn't even wear trousers. Best regards, Ben. <laughs> now that is how you measure someone who's fat. That is proper. That's like uh, the fattest man in Leicestershire that you used to have a picture on him uh, of him uh, at every bus stop. And I used to think, wow, that mm. is that is just something That's else. a commitment Incredible to it because I, I, th- I think I don't want to be insensitive because it's clearly – a mental health element to this, isn't there? Because mm. with people who get so overweight that it's like that, there's definitely a mental health element. I know that I'm not, we're not qualified to diagnose people with mental health problems. I get that. But the point just being, I feel like with the level of calorie intake you would need to mm. get to that level, you'll probably have, you probably have some kind of mental health compulsion to do it. Do you know what I mean? There's syndromes yeah. out there where people... Like, uh, there's a syndrome I'm fairly certain it's called Prado Willi syndrome where you 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 don't have the receptors in your brain that tell you when you're full right okay and so you will constantly eat because your body is mm. constantly telling you you're hungry and I think it can be sorted by medication or by some psychological help or whatever but that is an actual that's an actual um condition mm. and if you it's had like, that eating pebbles yeah well but yes yeah, bogies and stones that's the only thing mm, you can sort exactly. it. So I just, I just think if you're the fattest man in Leicestershire, you probably mm. need some kind of help outside of the ordinary, I would say. Outside of the Leicester, you'd say. I mean, this was back in the day. Like, they, they didn't put pictures. It wasn't like a guy in the 90s who they decided to put pictures all over Leicester at the bus stop. This was like, like a, a celebrated fat man. Yeah, a celebrated but fat man. But the fattest person in like the 60s was probably be about 12 stone. There was no fat people in the 60s. <laughs> not enough. Well, not after rationing. No, exactly. <laughs> for so many years. Exactly. Oh, anyway, uh, Liam Roberts, uh, to finish off, has come in with a, a little email. I'm enjoying this one immensely. And, and again, it's about cogitating. Hello, look Pete, I listened to your podcast earlier today and heard that Luke is not a fan of the olive and it reminded me of a time when I also wasn't a fan of the salty little pebbles. Went cycling across Europe with some friends nearly exactly 10 years ago to the day. I once said the same about not liking olives and one of the cyclists told me about trying something 21 times. Essentially, he said, if you eat something for 21 sittings, you will like it. And most people give up on food they don't like quickly. And don't really try them again, but you should really do the opposite. And hearing this, I thought I'd give it a try. I completely subscribe to this view, Liam. Perhaps not 21 times. I mean, you're cracking on for 10 and you're I like, think it's a really good point. Is- I think it's mm. I think it's probably a lot of truth in it. So what he's saying is you're almost like you're repelled or repulsed by it very quickly. So you don't mm. have the motivation to get back in there and give it another bash. Because why would you? Because there's loads exactly. of food that you can enjoy. Uh, but he's saying if you mm. stick at it, you will find that you'll like what everything or just like lots of different things. Well, I think it's like a it's like a video game development tree. If you want to. Uh, you start eating olives and then you might like other salty things like, I don't know, anchovies and stuff like that. You might start appreciating um, 
slightly tartar or slightly more umami or yeah 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 uh, you know kind of kind of kind of taste that, that you didn't really like before i mean i'm sure he's absolutely correct but there's one thing i would counter with is that i don't really have the motivation to pop mm. 21 different sessions of olives to get to a point where i would like olives i mean it doesn't impinge on my life enough a lot of variation though with with what you can stuff an olive with though you can literally put yeah. anything in there that you'll take away some of the taste. And, I yeah. mean, the brown olives, they're boring. Green olives, best. Well, the thing, um, the thing is, Pete, that what, what you've got to understand is like, what you're saying there mm. is you're starting to get into the territory of the things that make olives good are the things that make them taste less like olives. It's like when people say, oh, mm. camping's really good, when it isn't, camping is shit. And the people who mm. say things that are good about camping, they'll start saying, oh, yeah, these days, right, you go to a campsite and they've got shower block and they've got you can put up a little put-up bed and you can do it. And they say, well, that's all the <laughs> like things I've got there. at home, you fucking yeah, idiot. So why am I going to go and do that? <laughs> it's pointless. I'm happy yeah. to be outside. I'm an outdoorsy kind of person. But I'd like to be in a bed at night um, because I'm mm. approaching 40 and it's just much more agreeable, you know. So the things that they talk <laughs> about being good about but camping are just the things that make it less like camping. Well, Liam, Liam did twenty-one times of twenty-one sessions of uh, olives, and Good yeah, he would. Um, he said it actually did work. He only sometimes he would only eat one or two, and he just sort of got through it. I now like them a lot, and on our second cycling trip two years later, I did the same with roll mops, which is of course a pickled fish roll. Yeah. Um, since then, I've always been open to try things that I thought I didn't like. I also have a soon-to-be one-year-old daughter, and when learning about weaning, it's taught that it takes a few times of babies to like something, and you should keep offering around ten times before giving up. So we're all just a little bit like babies, aren't we? Yeah. What's your cut off? That's so, what I would say. How does he? Who I'm just found that should be eaten? Who found that it was twenty-one this. times? though, Pete, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. The sauce, Holly Crow. Um, <laughs> I got 21 others to go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, let's get out of here. Um, on that yeah. on that olive-shaped bombshell, um, we will be back on Thursday for more of this absolute nonsense. Thank you very much for everyone who's got in touch. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the email address, as always. And we are at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter if you want to get in touch with us there as well. Um, Thank you very much for listening. If you like the show, leave us a little review. That would be greatly appreciated. And we will speak to you again on Thursday. Say goodbye, Peter. Only free Mondays. You can do it right now, please. And it's goodbye from me as well. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.